This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. I'm Molly Dyer. The date of today's podcast is March 24th, 2021. Wherever in the world you are, I hope you had a joyous spring equinox or Ostara. I hope you were able to plant the literal and or figurative seeds for new things in your life, as we said, until we meet again to the winter. It was a particularly rough winter for many people in Texas. I don't normally welcome back the heat, but I am glad to welcome some more sun and warmth back to Texas. And if you know me at all, you're probably surprised to hear that, but oh well. I mean, here in the Panhandle, we had a whole ass freaking blizzard on Tuesday last week. Texas Panhandle weather is different from the rest of the state. We get our weather systems from Colorado. So thanks a lot, Colorado. That's enough of your snow. How about sending us some, uh, you know, legal cannabis next time? Cool? Thanks. And if you're listening in the Southern Hemisphere, I hope your Maybon was spectacularly spiritual. The reason this podcast sounds a little different today, maybe a little less polished, I'm recording it on my phone. All my fancy recording equipment is currently, well, packed away. We're in the middle of a move. So today's podcast, and very possibly next week's podcast, might sound a bit funky. Please bear with me and thank you for your patience. The topic of today's episode is a request, spirit boards. The spirit board is probably best known the world over by its patented name, the Ouija board. If you've heard a story about how the name Ouija came to be, don't take it as the gospel because there are at least five stories surrounding the provenance of the name Ouija, and that's just five that I know of off the top of my head. Ouija board historian Robert Murch has said its origins are, quote, cloudy, rife with he said, she said squabbles and family feuds, end quote. While talking boards or spirit boards have been used in one way or another for a very long time, way longer than we've known the word Ouija, which if you're not familiar or maybe you're in a different part of the world where this mystifying oracle isn't sold or isn't popular, the word Ouija looks like it should be pronounced Ouija. It really became popular during the Victorian era, which if you're keeping score is my favorite era, one of the stories surrounding the provenance of the name Ouija is that the word is a combination of the French and German words for yes, we, and ya. Ja. Cool story, bro, but is that true? In my estimation, probably not. Another theory is that a medium named Helen Peters was trying to communicate on the talking board with her brother-in-law, Elijah Bond, in 1894 in Baltimore. As the story goes, Helen asked the board, what's your name, or some such similar question, to which the board replied, Ouija, by spelling it out with the planchette. She then, reportedly, asked what that word meant, and the board spelled out, good luck. Hmm. Okay. Whatever. And there's a second part to that story. Helen Peters wore a locket around her neck with a photo inside of a, quote, lady friend, end quote, named Maria Louise Ramey. Maria Louise was a prolific published writer of children's books, 
critical essays, animal stories, and the genre she was the best known for, steamy bodice rippers that were sometimes a little too hot. But even Queen Victoria herself was a big old fan. Why is this important? Well, because Maria had signed the photo in the locket with her nickname, the name that she went by to anyone who knew her outside of her book writing career. That name was Ouida, O-U-I-D-A. Since Helen didn't know her by the name Ouida, it makes sense that she would have mistaken a handwritten Victorian lowercase letter D for a J. See where I'm going with this? Helen Peters would then go on to apply for and be awarded the first ever patent on the Ouija board, but her business was soon taken over by a guy named William Fold. He marketed the board to mostly U.S. catalogs like the famous Sears catalog, which read, quote, Ouija, the magic game, remarkable, interesting, and mystifying, great mirth-making game for parties, answers questions concerning past, present, and future. End quote. They were very popular during the Victorian era, especially around the turn of the century. They were used at seances, and I'm sure you've seen all of the ectoplasm in those old photos that just happened to look exactly like brushed cotton or wool before it's spun into yarn, or maybe even cotton candy. And there was often a spirit board in those photos. But it's curious how you don't see ectoplasm in photos anymore. Hmm, fishy. If you lived through the satanic panic of the 1980s, like I did, you'll remember that just about everybody who was in any way anti-witchcraft, anti-spiritualist, or just plain evangelical Christian couldn't stop screaming about how the Ouija board was a tool of Satan himself and would cause you to instantly be possessed by a demon from hell. I mean, period. And while I'm not trying to say that that never happened to anybody ever, I think it's safe to assert that contrary to what we were told in church and at home and at youth camp, the vast majority of us who have utilized a spirit board or Ouija board in our lifetimes were not actually possessed by some sex pervert incubus sent by Lucifer or by the evil spirit of a dead serial killer who would make us eat all the babies and drink the blood of all the virgins. We've been warned our whole lives about the spiritual dangers of playing with fire, in air quotes, by playing with evil forces attached to every single Ouija board available. I'm on the side of the fence who doesn't subscribe to that notion. I've used Ouija boards for decades and I'm not possessed by any demons that you know of. No, seriously, I'm not. None of the witches I know are either. So does that mean it's not possible to be demon-possessed? I mean, maybe? But also, I don't just pull out a Ouija board and start talking to the ghost of Richard Ramirez. I mean, first, I probably wouldn't ever try and contact the spirit of Richard Ramirez, but I also wouldn't just whip out a Ouija board without first casting a pretty impermeable circle for protection. Having said that, please don't think that I'm saying that not casting a protective circle beforehand will cause you to automatically become possessed by the spirit of the axe-wielding Lizzie Borden, whom I'll just say I'm slightly obsessed with and 
by the way, I'm not saying that I've tried to contact. No, you know what? I'm going to leave it at that. Go back to sleep, Lizzie. Do I think it can happen? I'll say I don't think it can't happen. And just because I've never personally met anybody who was demon-possessed by a Ouija board doesn't mean it doesn't happen. But if I really think back on it, the only people I've ever been in the same room with who claimed to have been possessed by a rogue demon spirit coming through a Parker Brothers mystifying oracle Ouija board were so-called devout churchgoers who traveled from town to town to tell the horrified, panicked congregation of a church all about how they played with a Ouija board once for 15 seconds at a party and then almost died from their satanic demon possession until the Pope gave the okay to perform an exorcism or something. I don't know. The moral of the story for me was don't go to church. No problem. I'm kidding. Am I? If you want to use a spirit board or talking board, Ouija board, whatever you want to call it, be respectful, be responsible, and take a few common sense precautions. Do it in a quiet place where there won't be dogs running around and toddlers who need your attention and TVs on and laptops and phones going. Leave your phone in another room. Cast your circle as you normally would, paying special attention to the fact that you want extra protection for this circle really lay it on thick. Never invite just, quote, any spirit who might be in the room or wandering around looking for someone to communicate through, to talk to you through your Ouija board. That's kind of a be careful what you wish for sort of situation. If you're able, be specific about the spirit or ancestor you're trying to talk to. Allowing any random spirit to talk to you through your spirit board is exactly how bad things could possibly happen. That's part of the responsibility part I mentioned. It's important for me to remind you, never call forth anything you can't put back down. You might be surprised at what exactly you can't put down, so be very careful. Also, part of the responsibility, I don't recommend ever using the Ouija board alone. Always have a Ouija buddy, which I think I just made up the, that phrase. If you're attempting to contact a spirit that you think is haunting the house you're in, regardless of whether or not it's your house, be respectful. Don't do like they do on those stupid fucking ghost hunter shows and piss off a spirit that might be occupying a space occupied by yourself or someone else that you know or care about. That's pouring gasoline on a big ghost fire. Don't taunt ghosts. You can use a store-bought Ouija board if you have one. You can also make one out of just about anything flat that you can find, from paper to cardboard to a piece of wood or even an established tabletop. If you can fit the alphabet, the numbers zero through nine, the words yes and no and hello and goodbye on it, you can turn it into a Ouija board. You can also make a Ouija board on any flat surface by using small pieces of paper with the aforementioned elements on it and topping it with a piece of smooth glass. Use an upside down shot glass or wine glass on the piece of smooth glass as your planchette. By the way, a wine glass or shot glass can also be used on the other sorts of Ouija boards I mentioned. If you lose the one from your Parker Brothers Ouija board, you can use those to replace them. You can also use a shot glass or wine glass on paper, cardboard, wood, or a tabletop. 
A planchette, in case you're unclear, is the semi-kind of heart-shaped piece that you rest your fingers on that moves around the board, uh, spelling out things like, get out, and I shot JR. Be respectful when asking a spirit to join you. Never demand the presence of a spirit. Just trust me on this. Ask politely and be patient. If you're fortunate enough to have your calls to a spirit answered, ask respectful questions about who they are or how they died or whatever it is you're trying to find out. Don't force anything. If you're not getting an answer at all, don't ask the question 30 times. Maybe they don't want to talk to you right now. If the answers start to come further and further apart, take into consideration that maybe the spirit you're communicating with is getting tired and is ready to leave the communication. You always have the option to end the call, so to speak. When I said earlier that it's a good idea to have a Ouija buddy so you're not communicating through the Ouija board by yourself, it's actually a good idea to have a third or even fourth person there, someone to write down all the messages and letters being communicated through the board. You can have several people around the board if you're having a seance, but just remember, the more fingers on the planchette, the more certain it is that some fucker is going to be pushing it around on the board like a douche. It never fails. Always try to have people that you trust and who share a very similar energy to you in your Ouija sessions. Remember also, using a Ouija board is never, ever anything at all like you've seen in movies or on TV. You're going to want to release yourself of expectations you might have set from watching a movie. When you're done with your Ouija board session, make absolutely certain to close out the session by announcing that any spirits gathered around are hereby released back to their realms and thanked for their participation. And always put the board back in the box if you have one. If not, wrap the board in a dark cloth completely and put it away in a dark, dry place. If something goes down and you want to get rid of your Ouija board, never burn it. I'm going to repeat that. Don't ever burn your Ouija board. It doesn't work and it can cause some Let's just say some problems. You can cleanse it really well and donate it to a thrift store if you don't want it anymore. I guarantee someone else will want it. And if you've got a vintage board that you just don't want anymore, you can contact an antique store about selling it or just mail it to me. I will take it off of your hands. Remember, using a Ouija board should sometimes be taken with a grain of salt especially if there are a bunch of people around. Be careful, be responsible, be respectful, and protect yourself if you're gonna Ouija. And remember too, careful with whom you Ouija. There's always somebody who thinks they're hilarious and will move the planchette around just to fuck with you and everybody else at the board. Those people are generally referred to by their scientific name, assholes. Have fun and don't contact Lizzie Borden. And if you do, tell her I said hey. There's a brand new episode every Wednesday. And as always, if you have questions or comments about this or any other episode of this podcast, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear your goddamn fucking mask. May you never hunger and may you never thirst. As above, so below. 
Oh, 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 the planchette just moved by itself. It said goodbye. I'm Molly Dyer. This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. Mm-hmm.